Hello, all of you out there, however many of you there may be. Welcome back to the show. Tonight is a late August night. We've got a biophony of cicadas, crickets, possibly toads outside. And while I enjoy that type of background noise, my producer has mentioned that type of noise is not the greatest for video, audio, editing. So I will take that piece of information and use it to better this product. So what am I doing here on this show? Well, you know, I've done a little recording and thinking and more thinking And I think I've landed on what exactly this is. However, that can change. But for right now, this show is mainly about ideas. Living ideas. I like to read. And I do a lot of reading for uh, my own education and um, what we're doing in school and how to better educate and put these principles into practice and then practice and practice. So I am practicing narration, which is a very common thing talked about in Charlotte Mason circles and Charlotte Mason home educators. This is something... Uh, spoken of in all of Charlotte Mason's volumes 1 to 6, I'm sure, although possibly not ourselves, which is the one I'm reading right now, volume 4. But we'll see. I'm just in the beginning of it, so we'll find out. Um, I'm telling back what I know, and that's narration, the act of knowing. So I'm trying to be better at learning as I ask my children to learn and help them to learn and so I'm putting myself in the same position that I'm putting them in and I'm requiring thoughts back from myself from what I have read and I hope that this encourages and helps you in your uh, journey your lifelong learning journey I just hate to say things that sound cliche to me and journey, I think, is a word that we've started overusing. So if you think of a better word, uh, let me know. But I guess I can call it our educating at home journey. And I'm going to talk to you about a different series of books I've been reading this summer outside of drawing on the right side of the brain uh and this is a completely different subject and a different field i want to make my knowledge my own by narrating it back and you just so happen to be listening so i hope this can be mutually beneficial to me and many people I 
also want to talk about how I take these ideas and implement them in our home and in our lives and maybe how these things are affecting me on a personal level. So I do have some favorite topics that I'm sure I will talk more in proportion about. Um, And so we'll just see where this goes. So thanks for joining me. I really do want to thank you. Grab a cup of tea. Grab a light snack. Who knows what time of the day you're listening to this, so maybe if you don't want your children to ask you for a snack, don't have a snack. Just listen. Do the dishes. Clean something. Plan a lesson. Although that could be hard because I'm talking about ideas, so... Come up with your own ideas. Turn this off while you're doing that. And then turn this back on while you're doing something else. Okay, I've belabored the point. Moving on. Four books that I have read this summer by the same author. That author is Miss Katie Bowman. Mrs. Katie Bowman. She is a biomechanist. And she has written eight books, I believe. Now, I don't have anything like a bio in front of me, so I'm just telling you what I remember from interviews and introductions to her books, YouTube videos that I've uh, listened to interviews and such. Um, I think she lives in the Pacific Northwest now in a home that they've sort of built to suit their family needs right now which is really neat it's cool to see what others do with their space and this seems applicable that i bring this up because her work relates to human biomechanics and how we humans move our body and i think she has a background also in podiatry So she saw, she was seeing a lot of people with foot problems. Um, So she just, she decided after seeing so many people with, it seemed like the same foot problems, that she was going to work toward maybe educating people about feet and helping the wider world understand why we've got those types of problems she the four books that I have read this summer or are just finishing up here are Whole Body Barefoot Alignment Matters Move Your DNA and I'm still reading through Movement Matters and so she has four other books but those are the ones I've checked out at my local library and have purchased one um they're really great she does an excellent job at explaining to lay people with no experience in uh, biomechanics human anatomy she i think explains concepts of movement and physiological things very well at least i was understanding what she was putting forth and I can give you a little bit of background on why 
I got into reading her material, and I'll try to keep it short. I hope this podcast stays within a reasonable amount of time. I kind of have a lot of notes on this one, so I may need to break it up into two parts. Um, Why did I start looking into her work? A friend, a really great friend of mine, uh, recommended I look at excuse me, look at her work because I had just ended a very long stint in physical therapy for chronic headaches. And so to some of you that might sound weird because when you think headaches, you don't maybe necessarily think of, oh, physical therapy, postural restorative. But I was seeing a PRI, physical therapist, and so that would be Postural Restorative Institute, and that is based out of Lincoln, Nebraska, I believe. And some of these ideas that my friend was mentioning in this work that Katie Bowman was doing seemed like they were along the same lines in a way as what I had been going through yet I was still having problems with neck tension and lower back uh, pain constantly, even through doing all of the alignment adjustments throughout my day as much as I could, and also doing one and a half to two hours of stretching and strengthening very targeted areas of the body uh, to a specific amount to put my skeleton basically back into alignment. Um, It proved to be very helpful. I, my headaches decreased a lot. I was having headaches about 75% of the time prior to therapy and then upon leaving therapy I was it was rare for me to have a headache um I was still having some neck tension and so I'm trying new things with what I'm learning now which I will now talk about I was having a problem still throughout the entire time with sitting any time I was sitting for a long period of time in a chair I'd get a big headache um so you can imagine this was hard during school because we were sitting at a table for um not the entire two hours of my morning but for a large chunk of it and jutting my head forward and straining my neck so that I could help my son across the table so that was still causing a problem stretching after that was helping but it seemed like I was in this this in-between spot of I keep accruing tension now I will relieve that tension accrue again relieve back and forth like that and I just couldn't understand how to break that cycle um so I started looking into Katie Bowman's books I think I first watched a few videos, sort of got a little familiar with her ideas. She talks a lot about chronic sitting in chairs 
and that being something that our culture is it's kind of a new thing uh relatively to like history of the world type of scope um and and she talks about how prevalent sedentarism in our culture is and i i sort of knew what she meant but as i began to dive into what she was trying to say she's saying that yeah sitting in a chair is shortening our hamstring muscles shortening our calf muscles not to mention the effect that heeled shoes of any height are affecting the pitch of your skeleton and making your posture bad because of what the the angle that the rest of your body has to adjust to to make you still be standing quote unquote upright while wearing heeled footwear which I'm sure I noticed a you know more pain after wearing heeled shoes but I thought that was only due to wearing drastic heights of heels for that to be really affecting the body however um, some really helpful diagrams in her books have shown that even a small heel even fractions of an inch or a centimeter or or lower can it it ultimately does affect the angle and the geometry of your body enough to cause pain and shortened muscles and tension and pain so those are a couple of her main ideas because i was reading whole body barefoot which explains foot mechanics uh proper hip rotation and stretching of certain muscles to help your body put your feet into proper alignment things like strengthening the toes to even adduct which is to spread apart um teaching and training retraining your toes to lift one at a time by themselves which i have to tell you i didn't even realize was possible i guess i guess the human body is able to lift each one of its toes separate from the other on command of the brain and so i guess i'd lost that skill over time of putting a shoe on my foot and basically immobilizing it so i've taken steps to try transitioning into more minimal footwear in order to strengthen my feet ankles and therefore rest of my body to be able to handle everyday life along with those i i read her alignment matters book which is a collection of the first five years of all of her blog papers that she wrote related to seemed like almost the entire body i believe she started with the feet and just went right on up in her the way she formatted the book i learned a ton reading that um so one of the ideas in the book being that we are not a culture that 
squats very often. We rather like to sit on chairs. As I talked about before, that has a shortening and a um, kind of an immobilizing of the hips effect that that has on your body. So she instructs you through how to transition into mobilizing your body to even go into a squat in the first place. And a lot of the time you have to actually assist yourself. You can't go into a proper squat on your own when your muscles aren't ready for that action. So she has a ton of things you can do to start mobilizing your hips and your ankles and your getting your feet aligned to do that work. So just very interesting, um, her concept that she, she kind of puts that into practice in her own life by putting things in her kitchen down low and in her, actually her life in general down low so that she is forced to squat more often in her day to complete the tasks of daily life. So things like putting uh, dishes down low, uh, tables are low in her house so that she has to do the whole body workout of getting down onto the floor uh, in a squat and then sitting on the floor in hip, I think she calls it hip extension, and doing those things and then getting back up and you're getting down and up and down and up from those situations that we don't normally put our bodies into in this time period and area of the world where I live. So just very interesting, the broad spectrum and scope that she looks at. She looks, she tries to look at the big picture of what are these things causing this culture to be sedentary? And then obviously there is an element of, uh, I'll say laziness. She doesn't ever say laziness, but I will call it. So even just, we take even smaller movements into consideration when we make decisions about whether or not we open a door. We don't really open doors anymore. Have you ever noticed how many handicap buttons are outside of places? And I know that those are for a good purpose, but all my kids want to do is go up and press that button and just have that door slowly open for them, of which they are plenty capable of reaching their hand out, using their strength to open the door and to hold a door open even for someone else. So just things like that. We don't, we don't like work. We don't like our, to make our body do work. It's hard. I get it. Work is hard. Uh, and I think this is a good transition into something Charlotte Mason talked about in her fourth volume of ourselves is the title. And Ironically, I just read it tonight when I was waiting for my child to come out of dance class. 
it is in chapter four of ourselves and it's talking about the different things in the kingdom of man's soul and one of the esquires of the body two of them actually one is named restlessness and the other one is rest um, and then she has this idea of restlessness being a servant and rest being a servant and then on the flip side she talks about how those two good things can actually turn into masters and tyrants of our bodies so restlessness being a good thing that serves our body because it moves us to do work and do a race after lessons are over do a good deal of tumbling about head over heels and then she says later people want to play cricket or football or to ride bicycles or climb mountains they think they do all these things just because it is fun but really good esquire restless will not let them alone but gives them an uneasy feeling if they are not pretty often doing something which is rather hard to do and rather tiring. So I found that to be interesting because we do have that drive to get up and use our bodies to do things. And she talks just a little later about restlessness may be a hard master. Restlessness from being a good servant might become a hard master. Indeed, he sometimes does become so, and people do things that are too hard for them in the way of rowing or climbing, running or jumping. Worse still, the demon of restlessness possesses them, and they cannot settle to any kind of work or play because they always want to be doing something else. And the flip side of the coin of uh, I guess that's, that is one of the flip sides of restlessness is that it can be, become a hard master where we kind of turn into just, we're just uneasy no matter what we're doing because we're wanting to do something else. Uh, rest is a good servant and rest steps in with, it is my turn now. And the tired person is glad to sit down and be quiet for a little while, or lie on his face with a book, or, best of all, go to sleep soundly at night, and wake up refreshed and ready for anything. Thus the muscles take such turns of work and rest as help them to grow and become strong. Okay, hold on to these ideas. Remember what we've been talking about, and we're going to stop for the day and pick up this discussion on biomechanics and ourselves on next episode. So I look forward to seeing you again. Thank you, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>